Wilson Hall presents Thalloween Yulu 2016 With Nick Marsh as the Keeper of Arcane Lore Why don't you guys recap what happened, Les? We generated characters. We're all doomed. Uh, Yes, yes, all these things are true. That's No, I've just exhausted my bit of the recap there. Someone else? You are experienced Cthuloid investigators. We went to a um, scientific thing that our resident scientist... It was the moron abuser, wasn't it? Yeah. Mm. Yes, uh, now I remember. That our, that, that, our regular, that, that our actual scientist turned around and said, this is completed at a hogwash. Um, oh. Yes. Um, but he said various, he said a few things that seemed to ring true uh, about stuff that was going to happen. Oh, yes, it's all coming back to me now. He said at one point, uh, let me remind you what he said. Thank you. Or the idiot said... We wasted two men's lives for nothing. Those things are as old as time. A few pounds of explosive won't scratch them. Jones and Barbara are dead, and Hotchkiss won't be fit for a month. Jones was married. What will you tell his wife? Another tragic accident. Much more of this, and we'll hear a question in Parliament. Right, and the Royal Navy has apparently been up to... Well, it claims it's been up to salvage works, which went wrong. But it all sounds a bit iffy. Uh, correct. Uh, well, so you were watching the newspaper. You heard there were some divers killed uh, in a training accident near Morecambe Bay off the Lancashire coast. Yeah. It's, it's, Jones it's, and Barber uh, um, salvaging equipment from the trawler Highland Spring, which was sunk during the Great War. The bodies were taken in Barrow in Furnace, where an inquest is to be held. Um, now, uh, your colonel, Cap, did some investigation. Uh, did some investigation and was roundly sort of locked out and warned warned off the case. Yes, uh, by his uh, colleague who was secretary to the first lord of the admiralty. Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, naturally, we did what we were told that, to investigate further. Your um, your dynamite wielding friend um, met an extremely dubious character in an alley. Yeah, I wouldn't wouldn't trust him an inch. Wouldn't trust him as far as you could throw a stick of dynamite. Which, if the gangbusters game at at uh, Grog was anything to go by, is about an inch and a half. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dearie, dearie. So, dear. certainly not very far. No so, indeed. what happened then was that you decided to head up north, which allowed me to do a, a card northern accent for the rest of the game, as you headed to Barrow in Furnace. Does this ring any bells? Yes, it has a very chewy bus station. A chewy bus station? Yes. Chew it. It's even chewier than Barrow and Finesse Bus Depot. (laughs) Um, Oh, God, yeah. See? (laughs) I'm not making this up. (laughs) And you're staying at the station inn, uh, the station hotel, of course. Um, um, 
you've gone up there because that's where the sinking happened. Mm-hmm. And it's where the inquest is to be held tomorrow. I spoke to a doctor. <laughs> that's right. You spoke to Dr. There is a naval hospital in Barrow. Um, and you spoke to Dr. The Doctor. Not that one. Um, Yo, are they doctor? Doctor Garden. He was in the yard hospital ah, next to the, the vicar's work. Doctor Graham Garden, yes. Yes. And he told you um, that there was um, the clear sign of, of pressure uh, change, severe pressure change. They'd ruptured bladders, peritonitis, uh, ruptured eardrums. But he thought there was something a bit odd. The the Highland Spring is supposed to be quite close to the coast, and no one heard or saw any explosion. Mm. Mm. Um, How but deep he is agreed, it supposed to be down, then? It's not very deep down, um, the Highland they, Spring. They've got injuries associated with... Oh, hello. Hello there. Mm. Good evening. They've got injuries hello. associated hello. Hello. with deep diving and rapid decompression. Exactly, yeah. If an explosion underwater would kind of amplify the yeah, effect. The, so the that, that's not quite so weird. However, you know, uh, it is an interesting question because during that time, um, your scientist was investigating the vicar's yard and he saw did. some very heavy-duty uh, diving equipment which was destined for the the You're referring royal to the company uh, vicars rather than just the local vicar. It's not his yard. The, the company vicars. Ship building. Ship uh, not not tit. Not shit tit. I don't know. I've I've just turned into a Benny Hill sketch now. Um just, uh, actually, he didn't really just Say shit. He didn't tend to say anyway, shit a lot, actually. No, uh, no, he didn't. Now I think about it. Anyway, um, Carol, Doctor Perrin, Professor Perrin, noticed uh, these heavy-duty diving equipment and was informed they were destined for the the new submarine that's off to the the base up north. Um, the 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 submarine is called the Celine, uh-huh. which is also but where the, the bodies were taken. I think we found some That's information right. about where that was, too. I seem to well, remember I was hanging around really, low dives. Dr. Garden was confused because he's not aware. They were taken to a naval hospital further north, or so he told Dr. Garden, but he's not aware of any... That I mean, this is the naval hospital hmm. in the area. So he was a bit confused as to why they were whisked off further north. Um, and there isn't another naval yard south of... Well, Hadrian's Wall, I guess, if you go further north, as, as far as he's aware. I think we had slightly more of a suggestion of a location than that for, for where the diving gear was going. I mean, it wasn't exact, but I, I, I remember it was because that was that was going north as well. It was going north. That's right. There is a lorry that goes to the yard every week and heads off to the north for the uh-huh. about the HMS Celine. Uh-huh. Hello, Jason. At this Hello. point, you're joined by your investigative reporter friend, John Smith, who um, is looking rather confused because not, not only did he miss the last session, he just missed the recap as well. So he, he, may, <laughs> he right. may spend the session somewhat. You can't keep the good news hand off the trail of a story. Exactly. Um, they are basically 
that there's been they've been warned by a premonition uh, that some people would die uh, in which they did and which they did die in a naval accident. And the team are now investigating this naval accident. They're in Barrow in Furness, which is up north. <laughs> uh, but I won't. Uh, I won't embarrass myself by. It. Yeah, I will. Um, hey, the, the the other day, I I, I was uh, realised I was NPCing a Jamaican lady of middle years in 1930s London, and no, I'm not even going to try that. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh so that's the plan. And John, your friend is an investigative reporter who dug up the story in the Times with the names Jones. And Barber, because you told him to keep a lookout for them. So he's travelled north with you to Barrow in Furnace to attend the inquest, see if he can find out a bit more. Uh, he's, the, the Times have asked you to attend the inquest and report on it. Greater love hath no man than this, that he go up north for his friends. <laughs> so um, that's what's happening the day before the inquest. You're investigating those things. Um, Dr Green has told you if... If he hears any more from the Naval Hospital, he'll get in touch with you at the Station Hotel. And a similar was given by the foreman of the yard to Dr. Perrin, uh, to Professor Perrin, your colleague. If there is another shipment headed towards the Saleem or wherever they go up north, he, he will let you know. Okay. Now, it seems to me there are two ways of finding out where the truck goes. One is to be aboard it, the other is to follow it. Well, following it seems the easier option. Can we hire a car? Well, does it, do, uh, you, do you drive? Well, that's posh. Well, I've got thirty. I've got thirty. I am actually posh. Um, I've probably got a car or at least access to one. Well, uh, not here because uh, we went. Up, we went up on the train. There is Did a carriage actually just next to the hotel, which does hire out cars if you're interested. Oh, don't mention that we're um, experienced investigators because they'll know the condition. It'll come back in and up the price. <laughs> um, no, no, I'm just, I'm just planning to, to race it. It'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we're, we're not going to strap dynamite to the front and use it as a weapon against the <laughs> other guards. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> um, <laughs> elder guards, you need special eldritch insurance then, I'm afraid. <laughs> The the cars on offer, if you are interested, are a baby Austin, a Morris Oxford, or a that. silver it's ghost. How many? No, not the silver ghost. <laughs> it'll be solid. <laughs> it'll be solid and reliable. It'll be solid and reliable, and and probably up on bricks at the first place we park it. <laughs> How many people have we got here? Is it was the four of us? Five. Uh, five it's of five. you. Okay, yeah. So. Oh god! About, about the only one we actually fit five people comfortably in is going to be the. the no, one. the Oxford should be all right. Do you think? Right. Has anybody got a decent driving skill? I've I've got thirty, but um... I've got twenty. But I used to have men to do that. Ah, ah. I've got seventy. Seventy. Well, I'm a bit of a dab hand at the cars. Oh my! Desperate getaways as wives come home early—that kind of thing—is it? Well, I wouldn't want to go into details, but you know, nudge, nudge. Yeah. Say no more. There's a wink, dog line, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wicked, wicked! Um, I ju- just found an image okay. of a 1930 Oxford. That is a lovely thing. Uh, well, yeah. Ah, where'd it go? Yeah. So where does it? Ah, how do I get it back? Uh, you I click on it. you click on the chat thing again, I think, and then show messages. What's gone? 
Oh, no, I think. God, I mean, no I'm really old. They've improved it, haven't they? Oh, look they at that. That's pretty. You've got to have one of them. Ah. It'll cost you, though, 12 and 6 a day. <clears throat> 12 and 6? Seems a little steep for this. Aye, and a £10 deposit. Oh, £10? Nice. We're not buying the car, my good man. Yeah, but look at the workmanship on it. It is, a lovely, it is a lovely automobile. Um, I must admit, mm. I've seen better in India, but... Um, but, 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 but no, I'll get you two. You no, haven't been abusive and one-up them, Mike. Uh, I'll wander around and sort of keep shaking my head and looking at it and... Rocking it back and forth on its on its wheels, and look up at the colonel and go. Mm. All right, okay. seven pounds. Any... Seven pound deposit. Seven pounds. Good lord! <laughs> how, long we... how long do we think we're likely to need it for? Actually, well, need... I mean, do we need it for the a week? Quest is here tomorrow. Yeah, in Barrow. After that, I don't know. Well, we don't, know when, the, we don't know when the next truck's going, so... As my missus says. Right, so, we, I mean, should, do you think we should rent it for a week? A week would be good. Start with that, right. maybe extend it if we have to. I'll, uh... So, I'll wander across here. Well, is it, uh, it's full up, is it? I say, tap in the uh, fuel tank. <laughs> well, you haven't gone in it yet. Oh, you mean with petrol? No, tapping the side of the car, I say, is it full up? Yeah, the other day, oh, I, I, I couldn't get in. Um, <laughs> I wave, I, I wave my cape. Is it right? Um, I'll fill her up for you. Well, I'll tell you what. If if it's uh, if it's full up, uh, five pound deposit, and we'll rent it for the uh, the working week uh, for a total of fifty shillings. How does that sound? Discount for the longer rental, of course. You're, you're more experienced in old money than I am. Uh, <laughs> so, um, that, that makes it more difficult. But don't we know you're talking about? Well, I'll tell you what, £2.10 for the five-day. And uh, uh, maybe keep a groat for yourself, eh? Oh. <laughs> uh, no, keep knocking Mr. Day out while he's gone. No, indeed. <laughs> you want to slip away, you know. Um, yeah. Oh, thanks very much. Um, go on then. So, if you just lie down here in the mud, <laughs> in as you say, the mud. The mud. Um, um, no one does that quite like. Um, I was going to say David Dickinson, which is not quite. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, David Dickinson would probably do it quite differently. I'll, I'll give you that. An alien air about. Okay, you have hired a Morris Oxford for uh, fantastic, and it's. Uh... I'm getting that bloody deposit back. I'll tell you. <laughs> you can have any colour you like. As long as it's this one. As long as it's red. Right, well, I'm figuring I've got a credit rating of uh, 70, so I'll figure I've got the cash. Well, time's getting on. You're, you're quite far up north, so you're not entirely sure. Uh, is, is it one of those places where the sun never sets? It's, it's some that I mean you are. You have travelled <laughs> quite some way from London. This isn't Lapland. <laughs> Birmingham. 
And hang on, wasn't my character? Believe it or not, you're born in Harrogate. Oh yeah, you were born in Harrogate. That's true. (laughs) It's hardly hard. I think Harrogate is hardly on a par with uh, Barrow and Furness, though. Well, perhaps not on a par, but it is roughly, (laughs) roughly on the same. For a start, Harrogate's Harrogate. I think we'll be fine. Okay. You drive the... Well, you might as well leave it at the garage at the oh, moment. Yeah. It's right opposite your hotel. Yeah. Right, well, we we'll he will the and then take them back when he remembers cars don't have keys. In they might do, actually, by 1928. Some do, some do. They, they may have door locks, but they don't have ignition locks. Okay, he hands the the door lock uh, key. Do you know, I wrote everybody's character name down. Now, I'm just going to talk you through the, the safety procedures on this vehicle. Exits there we go. We found, uh... <laughs> what, there are none? <laughs> in the event of a crash, you, you, will, you will hear a loud screeching sound ending in a bang. <laughs> screeching sound? In the event of a crash. Excuse me, one second. Yes, screeching sound? Oh, the problem with the end? Yeah, it wouldn't be the brakes. <laughs> <laughs> right. Anything else you're doing for the, the, the afternoon is wearing on? So, John and uh, John Smith, I should say, and our author, um, John. Uh, oh, now I've got two characters called John and one player called John. Thanks, guys. Um, John and Stanley. <laughs> Um, hired the car while uh, what were you doing John Hanrahan dynamite wielding anarchist while this was this, <laughs> this sort of business car. I, I um, think I, I think we were, we were last seen um, I, I was um, th- thinking about the advisability of trying to sneak into the into the naval base with uh, Professor Perrin but I assume she's thought better of this uh, she bluffed her way in <laughs> using science exclamation mark um, and left you behind. Um, yeah, I can't honestly blame her for that. I th- no, I it's up to you guys. Are you doing it anymore? As investigating? As far as I remember, I, I think no, I've already done back- a certain amount of buying drinks for sailors. Yes, you went down to what? the pub, didn't you? But are you doing any investigating? <laughs> <laughs> Indulging your peccadillos. Assuming you brought your pets with you. I, I did. Just before Nick leaps in there. They wouldn't let him on the train. The joke's so bad he's had to leave. <laughs> Without a word. Uh, right. Are we thinking then that following a truck is the best way to go? Can either either that or try to sneak on board it. We could try both, but the, I mean, we can't all sneak on board, can we? So obviously, the the problem I see with that is that this this is a military truck, so it's probably got a couple of blokes in the back with rifles. Mm. Yeah, because so on board is obviously not a good idea. As to why it. you're investigating these deaths, um, Jason, uh, you've just been it's a story that suggested that it would be. Yeah, there was a whole backstory to it. It was very very funny, um, but. That's right. But you d- you know about as much as the uh, the other people. There's been a naval accident uh, while they were investigating the ruins of the, the the wreck of the Highland Spring, and Jones and Barber died. Jones and Barber, who were they? Jones and Barber, and they were named. They were named in um, a idiot's uh, 
conversation in a no no uh, was he an idiot or a moron i do apologize. he was uh, a bit of both really i think moron might be a technical term um, is this a, is that a player character you're talking uh, about? At, at this era, moron, cretin, and idiot are all technical terms. Yes, so well, yeah. it's, it's, it's what your IQ is. to do with iodine deficiency, I believe, but I can't remember what moron is. Imbecile. Anyway, he was an idiot. Well, if there's a story, that's all I need to know. I'm on it. <laughs> Mind you, he may have been it. an idiot. He's still got a career in showbiz, which is more than I've managed. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, true, true. But you have written um, a few. I have. Okay, if no one is doing anything else, uh, then you can head back to the station. Okay. Um, This isn't the yogis. You can piss off if you think we're having a menu. (laughs) 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 Honestly. You can have boiled haddock and jelly eels. Jelly eel, jellied eels. Jelly eels, that well-known northern dish, yes. <laughs> you right. acted like Nigel Farage apparently did when he, uh, he arrived at the European Assembly today and one of the MEPs said, morning, ambassador, and he told him to fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That was not twat. But there he anyway, um... <laughs> Just that anecdote in. But this uh, is just the future we're trying to avert. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. That's right. Well, look how well uh, that went. You know, his parents, we can try and shoot them or <laughs> stop them being born. Very different adventure. Um, right, so... We're not going that dark. Okay. So how are we actually going to do this? Then? Are you concerned about... Uh, this is this is directed at John Hanrahan. Um, are you concerned about the soldiers spotting us following them um i think we'd want to be fairly subtle about it <laughs> it's our middle name collectively so perhaps i should try to sneak on board and uh, then then they'll think oh well he he tried to sneak on board and, and we got rid of him so there won't be any other problems Oh, the, 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 man, the man can't keep you down forever. Forgive me for asking, Mr. Hanran, but do you do you have a criminal record? Not under that name. About too soon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just concerned that they might, you know, dig a little deeply and uh, delve too greedily, um, and uh, you know, perhaps get get yourself in serious hot water. Well, I, I may possibly have said at a public meeting that, that every member of the Navy is a bloody hand in murder and they should all be blown to bits. But, you know, that that was obviously just uh, locker room talk. Oh, indeed. <laughs> probably, room, probably, probably said with irony. <laughs> oh, and I know you don't mean it, old man. I say we have to laugh. Slightly over, over and over again with your well, military You're you on me, aren't you, Colonel? Oh, yes, yes. Uh, yeah. So I'm sure you have very strong views on the Navy. <laughs> well, yes. Much as he hates the Navy, Mr. Hanrahan obviously has nothing but the greatest respect for the Queen's Army. <laughs> or indeed the King's Army. Uh, yes. uh, King, yes, the King. Mm. Well, do we know George. where it's going to go? Do we know where it's going to drive? No, that's well, no, problem. that's what we're trying to find out. That's the, that's the whole purpose of us. Mm. I mean, I'm thinking following it is the better idea. Yes, I think so. Too. Ideally, two vehicles, but that's obviously going to be 
expensive. Really good expensive. at driving. If got, yeah, if we've got two vehicles, then you've always got the thing of if it looks like they may have spotted you, you can just turn off. You know. So yeah, looks, oh, no, but sorry. but two vehicles need two competent drivers. Well, I can drive just as long as I don't get into anything. Uh, you know, hairy. Oh, what's the chance of that? Slim, I'd have thought. Um, from from the vicar's yard, if they were to go north, how many roads are there going north? No, I mean it's not a huge amount. Um, how how are you? Yeah, let's check over a map. This thing. Yes. We need a road map. Uh, so, yes, yes. When we were at the garage, can we have picked up a road atlas? You can. That'll be ten Ooh. quid. Um, no, <laughs> um, you have picked <laughs> up a road atlas. Uh, there's a few. Um, aside from country narrow, narrow country lanes, basically one heads up north, following the coast up past Whitehaven's probably the biggest. It's not big; it's smaller than Barrow, but it's it's the, probably the largest place. It passes by and passes through, and then carries on up the coast, or another road goes east. And then turn south towards Lancaster and Morecambe. So, but what we could do if you're going north, you basically end up at Carlisle, don't you? Hmm. Eventually. Are there okay. any of these newfangled telephone things? They're not that newfangled. <laughs> there are. What? Um, they are for me. There's one in the hotel. Hmm. <laughs> but other um, well, because we should be now at the point of. Um, got red phone boxes yet? Not quite. Uh, what, I don't think was, 20 is 28. No, because um, it was the Silver Jubilee, wasn't it? So No, they, they come in a few years later. Yeah. 30s, I think. Do they come in before? They do come in before the war. But I think just, even just then, they're in, major, they're in towns hmm. rather than... Uh, yeah, they, they start uh, in London in the 30s. Yeah. Okay, so... So, no. Are there any places with a telephone um, on the road to the north that we could well, attend, you know, like I think the AA might be around yeah I really should have done my research maybe R- the AA is RSC's first anyway so I think there may be the odd phone we might have to do a quick Google I think if there are phones out there um, to either sort of hotels, private residences, or whatever, they're going to be pretty obvious because there aren't going to be that many uh, telegraph wires heading out, and they're unlikely to be buried. So we ought to be able to spot them and uh, track them down quite easily. Yeah. So in other words, um, what, what I want is for that phone lines, but then there's there's you know it's not a, a desolate wasteland of cloth caps and whippets further north. That there are <laughs> other cities. Um, there are other towns so and if there's there's a road there are definitely going to be people catering towards road users because cars break down all the time they haven't got a massive range and so petrol stations are springing up or places are uh, having that sort of thing available and they're likely to have a a phone so i don't think we'll have a problem uh, it looks like there are two roads right there's there's the coast road and there's There's the other side of lake windermere I'm looking at Apple Maps right now. <laughs> oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> Google Maps, Maps may be not necessarily accurate for 80 years ago. Or even today, but still. I, I, do, I, do, have, I do have a 1930 roadmap, but it's downstairs. So. 
really matter. I, I mean, I agree. I'm not sure where you're going, but yes, there are definitely telephones in existence. I, I just love how you immediately jump down and stamp out the possibility of spending an hour checking a menu, but debating <laughs> the bloody roadmap for an hour. Well, no, just because my, my only thought is, is that what we could do, you see, is have somebody sat waiting on, you know, we, we could be sat by a telephone um, and then when, as they leave, somebody else could phone, which we could potentially have um, some little oik could, <clears throat> could be uh, done to do that. And then we could be waiting for them to... Uh, to, to drive off or to drive yes faster. yes that is potentially doable so hang Especially on do we cause... have to find a little oik well but they're, they're, i mean to be fair there were quite a few oiks at the uh, I, I think um professor perrin found quite a few little oiks at the uh, vicar's yard and i'm sure they were mechanics and engineers oiks oh that's irks you see that's different <laughs> I mean, I mean, should, should we should we should we be engaging Mrs. Sunderland's world of orphans? <laughs> There'll be a fee for that, won't there? That does sound like a theme park that really has no future, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Dial an orphan. It's bad enough you're talking about them hanging around the vicar's yard. <laughs> Any urchin, any size, anywhere. Yes, just, just, <laughs> just move on. <laughs> okay, I've, I've, um, I've got a suggestion. Should we just jump in the car and follow it? This was my initial thought because I tend to think in terms of excitement. I mean, I will point out, as such, you've got nothing to follow at the minute. Yes. I mean, this is just locker room back. Oh, no, 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 well, no. This yeah, is we, 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 we did have somebody who would tell us. We did have somebody who, who yes. would tell us when the next truck was leaving. You do. You do. The, um, the head of the yard was rather taken by Professor Pickham. Tall and striking, um, he agreed to tell you. So, yes. Are you doing anything else this evening? Um, probably jotting down some uh, story ideas. I may have another glass of pork. Smoking too much. And listening to the Colonel develop gout. <laughs> you listen to the slow creep of Capital. As the night... Is it audible, oh. developing gout? Uh, well, I, <laughs> I think if people around you can hear you developing gout, I suggest it may possibly be too late. <laughs> <laughs> You're very credulous for a reporter, Mr. Smith. Oh, no, it's another story it's, in this. Tell me, tell me everything. It's, it's stood me in good stead for many years. So I'm just going to keep going just like this. <laughs> Bear in mind, the last story that author told you uh, got you into rather a lot of trouble with the editor. Um, okay, the following morning, what are you doing? The inquest is in the court, as you would expect. Yes, okay. And I shall it's, take my uh, little notebook. And, uh, okay. um, it's due to begin at 10am. Who's the magistrate? 
the magistrate uh, is the coroner uh, in this case, and he's. Uh, well, how are you finding this out? Um... I'll ask. I'll wonder. <laughs> you know, I, I, I can ask. Who is you know? Who's the local magistrate for here? Because it will be the. Uh, it'll be. Well, it will be the coroner in charge of the you know, inquest. So, quite, you know, desperately uh, scrabbles for a name and comes up with somebody called Mr. Whippet or something. Obadiah Pilkington. Obadiah. Obadiah. That's a very good name. Obadiah. Splendid. Splendid. Obadiah. Obadiah. Yeah. So, um, so um, is he um, ex-army, um, ex-navy? Are you asking at the court? Sorry, I'm just. Well, no. I'll, just okay, which I'll, I'll ask. Do. I'll ask the man. I'll ask the hotel manager. I would have thought he would know who. Oh, um, I Obadiah. No, he's a he's a rich lawyer. Oh. Arrogant. Not army, but very strange. Uh, yeah, sorry, but uh, he's he's the coroner, and so um, yeah, he's a justice of the peace. Lot to do with local industries. I up in the vicar's yard. I don't mean physically, though. He, his office does tower down above the mechanics. So, in many ways, you could say he's, he's eye up in, in. Well, not in many ways. You could say it in two ways. <laughs> Amongst the many ways you could say it. I'm wasted at the hotel. Oh, you shouldn't be. You need to be on your game. You can't just go around and be wasted all day. <laughs> Well, <laughs> Rice, I've totally forgotten what we were just about to do then. So, uh, we're, we're going to go to the, the inquest. inquest. Yes, that's why we're getting distracted. <laughs> but I was just seeing, I was just yeah. seeing if, um, if, if he was somebody who I might have a vague, might have bumped into you. Uh, um... you well, you'd, um, you can have a half credit rating roll. Because you're not from around here. Hmm. No. Got all his teeth and everything. Are we going to stick out? Will we be the only people like sitting there? No, are we going to stick I have, out? I have a very high credit rating of 85, but I feel <laughs> 73 years old. hell. I thought you couldn't get above 70. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, you, have, you do know some people uh, up in the, the dark corners of the earth, but uh, you, you don't know this guy. Hmm. I'm terribly sorry. I'm not terribly sorry. You're not very sorry. Um, you not. <laughs> I'm not at all. Um, okay. You... In fact, you're rather proud of that, weren't you, Nicholas? Uh, no, I've done better. And there was a bit of thick in it. Oh, fair enough. No, no. Um, anyway, um, you head on over to the court. What time are you getting over there? Oh, we'll give it uh, five, ten minutes beforehand. I think we want to be in good time, get a good seat. Okay. So the doors are the court is uh, a nice old building um, in the neoclassical style. Um, the doors are closed at ten o'clock with a, a couple of um, security guards um, looking at the watches. Uh, it'll be open uh, fairly shortly. About the time you arrive, a uh, what you will recognise. Um, Colonel, as a navy issue, sort of standard transportation car, arrives <laughs> at the, about the same time, and two men 
climb out of it, both in... Um, Oh, what did we had this last time? Those things that attach around your throat. Stocks. Not like face huggers. Uh, like polo neck things. Turtlenecks. Turtlenecks. <laughs> <laughs> Too many. Not, not a uh, uniform, one, then. One bearded, one without, uh, clamber out of the car. And oh, they're in Mufti. obviously in Mufti. They're in Mufti. Do you mean like they're in like Submariner's jerseys? You mean that, do you mean that not, kind of rock? Uh, do you mean the Submariner, the superhero? Because no, no, because then they'd just be wearing their pants. And anyway, he hasn't been invented yet, so it'd be anachronistic. Oh, that's true. Um, God forbid. <laughs> be anachronistic. Um, yes. They well, um, they they are. Yeah, they're wearing. Um, they're wearing mufti. Is exactly what they're wearing. Um, okay. And they clamber close it behind them. <laughs> Breaking up a little bit there. <laughs> Sorry. What are they doing? I just thought I'd double check what Mufti was. Um and it's a Muslim legal expert who is empowered to give rulings on religious matters. So, yes, I, and obviously that, it's that's... it's also a little red squirrel that gives road safety advice. Yes. That's right. Um, I, whichever of those you would prefer, uh, they clamber out of the car. They sort of walk with a, a kind of a, a rolling gait, as if um, you know, as if they're not very used to dry land at the moment, and head past you to the front door. Right. There's a, a couple of reporters there from the local rags, um, both of which uh, uh, hold their notepads out. Excuse me, Commander, Lieutenant. Lieutenant, sorry, <laughs> terribly sorry. Um, Lieutenant, uh, and they are roundly ignored by the two men who enter. Um, the, the security guards close the doors behind them. Uh, just a few minutes, uh, sirs, if you please. Mm. John, go and, ask, go and see what's going on. Which John is this? Uh... <laughs> Smithy, go and see what's going on. <laughs> Um, yes, I can see what's going on. Well, the doors are closed, so you, you walk towards uh, the doors. Um... No, he can go and talk to uh, the other reporters. Uh, well, if you roll the d6, I think you can open the door on a, on a one, can't you? <laughs> uh, are you an elf? <laughs> I'll go and talk to the other reporters. Well, How many are explain something. Yeah, go there, was couple, there were some reporters there. Hello. How many? Hello. Hello. What's going on? Hello. Hello. You're right, cut. Um, well, we, we're waiting to get into this, uh, this inquest. But if, I mean, it's not going to be very exciting, is it? This Show your credentials. Say you're from the Times. Oh. So what's going oh, on? Oh, you're from one of the broadsheets. Hey. Um, yeah, well. Could you, uh, I've been trying. I mean, I've been trapped with this local rag for ages. I wonder if you could put in a good word for me down. So you should read my investigation into the uh, eel smuggling ring. It was it was perfect. It should have won a Pulitzer, really, but uh, they don't. You just ignored if you work up in Barrow. I mean, I I don't like to blow my own trumpet, but uh, speaking of which, I did a marvelous expose on the trumpet smuggling ring uh, down in Lancaster. Were the two connected? With a lot of trumpets with eels shoved inside them, <laughs> uh, all the way around. It was very strange. Very I'd strange love story. I'd love to read that. So, what's going on here? Well. It's the inquest, isn't it? Give it. Into the, uh, give us the skinny. 
Well, why it's it's the inquest, you know, for the explosion. Those two sailors that died. Oh. You won't get much out the uh out the uh the coroner though. He's he's in the pockets of um you know, industry. He's got a finger oh. in every pie. Steak and kidney. Oh. Which is another That's northern it. bit of colour. Or would it be fish pie? <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, he's he's got his fingers in them. <laughs> Not literally. <laughs> But again, I just can't help feeling we're drifting slightly. Um, um, yeah, you, you won't get much out of him. He's uh, he's um, he's not exactly impartial. He's old Obadiah. He, he he does whatever he's told. Told by But him. we'll see. It'd be interesting. Well, exactly. We don't know, but uh, you know, it's it's it won't be a fair and impartial trial. It'll be whatever it's supposed to be. Let's put it that way. Uh, at this point, the, the doors open, um, and you're waved inside. There's a, there's the public gallery. Um, I, th- I think you could probably go into. There's a little press area which is slightly closer, John. Yeah. Not you. I'll do that. Not you. Oh, that other one. Other John. <laughs> yeah. Okay, and there is a a, a balding man. Sat in the dock uh, at the front. Uh, right, everyone, settle down. This is the inquest into the uh, explosion on the Highland Spring and the deaths of the unfortunate deaths of the two soldiers, uh, sailors. Sorry, I have done my own work. Um, Jones and Barber. Right, well, let's uh, not have further ado. Uh, first witness is Dr. Herbert Garden. And as you sit down, the the doctor, who you will recognise, because um, you've been and spoken to him already, um, comes up to the, uh, well, it's, it's a little podium thing. Um, uh, and he describes what happened, much of which you've already heard, that about 1.30pm on the afternoon of the explosion, they the victims were brought into the hospital um, he lists the injuries fairly perfunctorily that include ruptured lungs, burst bladder, um, peritonitis, uh, ruptured ears. Burst bladder is quite unpleasant, isn't it? It's pretty nasty. I'm surprised you've had tons of peritonitis. Well, it would be a localised peritonitis. Um, but if you're... <laughs> If your colon goes, you get peritonitis. <laughs> well, not, not, if, not if you die 10 seconds later, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, uh, it's true, true. But hey, what do I know? I've only got first aid. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, anyway, they did have signs of peritonitis. Um, I... So is this quite common, then, all of this sort of um, inner organ explosion underwater? Mm. I whisper well, to my neighbour. Well, there is an inquest about it. I mean, it doesn't happen very often. That's why mm. we're here, isn't it? Mm. Um, the injury is consistent with a uh, underwater explosion, um, says Dr. Gardner at the front. Um, the uh, Obadiah Corin- Coroner um, Pilkington, did I say Pilkington? You did. Uh, points, points into the press gallery. Quiet, please, quiet, please. Let's get this over with. All the hallmarks of it being a thorough investigation there. Uh, thank you, Dr. Garden. Um, that, that'll be all. Thank you. Um, that's fine. Uh, anyone? Has anyone got medicine? You've all got first aid, haven't you? Only 5%. 5%. 5%. 
you're welcome to have a go at a medicine roll if you want to risk the uh, serious consequences of failing 97. the roll. Ninety-seven. Oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> that was a well. Nice. You decide to attempt surgery in the middle of the. <laughs> <laughs> um, you have absolutely no idea what they're talking about. In fact, you start <laughs> drift off. Um, Wait, wait, when they get to the good bit. Yeah. I may oh, be that's... snoring by Hanra Hanra, I must admit, because I rolled 98, so there we go. <laughs> 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 Someone's paying attention in this adventure. Can I nudge um... them awake or kick them? I can't have them fall no, asleep. This is what no, we're no, supposed to be doing. Awake. You can't nudge us awake because you're in a different part of the court. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> I'm uh, going to pretend I'm not with these gentlemen as I make some notes. <laughs> Okay, uh, Dr. Green goes and uh, sits down at the back of the galley. Um, the next witness uh, is Lieutenant, Lieutenant Peter Williams. Oh, sorry. Oh, I'm terribly sorry. I have a cold. Um, from the back. Lieutenant Peter Williams, who is Left. a Navy surgeon. He describes himself as an authority on deep-sea diving medicine. Um, he's got a very um, big build. He looks like a uh, sort of rugby player character. I've lost all your characters. How is that possible? Did I get out of the chair at any point? Did anyone see if I've been anywhere? Yes. You, yes. You've gone up and walked off without explanation at one point. Yeah. Uh, we always beer. assume that you're going for wine. Yeah, actually, no, uh, but today we were <laughs> off and it was beer. Oh, well. You know, I might it was have beer. Beer. Just, just let me retrace my steps. Just <laughs> To find whether the dog has been using them. <laughs> we, we could email them back to him, I suppose. That would be okay. Well, no, we couldn't no, at the moment. No. <laughs> no, his email's buggered. Yeah, that is a slight problem. Oh. Um, well, no, his email isn't buggered. He's managed to get himself... Oh, I'll just wait until he's about to put... How is that possible? own email. Oh, hi, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> How have I... What is going on here? Um, uh, the blackouts are getting more and more frequent. I, I blame the Tokoloshis. Okay, well, Harry, we'll worry about yeah, it. Harry did tiptoe past um, wearing a, uh, a, a pseudo ninja, ninja suit going, <laughs> shh. I thought that was for late. Great to see me. Um, okay, never mind. Um, so. <clears throat> Be very, very quiet. I'm hunting character sheets. <laughs> now, I'm. Uh, <laughs> They, uh, uh -huh. Lieutenant Williams uh, explains that he has been making a study of the medical effects of diving uh, and its uh, effects on human physiology. And he happened to be aboard the Archimedes, which is the ship that they were from. Okay. When the explosion occurred. Um, a, now, he's one of the gentlemen that got out of the car um, when you uh, when you arrived. I heard a sudden explosion. Um, I had no warning of disaster, he says. Um, the coroner asked him a few very basic questions. What sort of, what time was it? What were you doing? What did you do afterwards? But it doesn't really follow it up very far from there. Um, he gets some really uh, boring answers. He, he says that he has nothing to do with the diving equipment and he didn't choose the wreck for exploration. Um it's not really anything. I mean, that's really almost literally all he says. Um, 
the coroner says very, very good uh that's fine we'll um you may you may leave uh next witness is commander edward niles in charge of training divers uh, on the west coast on the archimedes and a uh another navy commander gets up um he uh he's another one of the uh the men who got out of the car he's the second man he is very much played by Kenneth connor oh no <laughs> what Kenneth Moore, i think i was thinking of um sure not Kenneth williams Kenneth Connor. <laughs> Kenneth Moore is who I was thinking of. Not Kenneth. Oh, it's okay. Now I've got him stuck as Kenneth, Kenneth Connor in my head. It's better than Kenneth Williams. Um, I guess stop messing about. Um, so he he takes to the takes to the stage. Um, the coroner says, "Could you describe the incidents?" Uh, and he says, "Well, there was a sudden explosion. There was no warning." Of disaster, um, the uh, we uh, chose that because it was well charted. It was clear of obstacles, and it was a good uh, it was a good training site for new divers. Um, at this point, there's a woman sitting in front of you who jumps up, shrieking, uh, waking up any of you who have been asleep. She's wearing a black veil. Um, and she shouts, my Eddie wasn't a new diver. He'd been in the tea at sea, not tea, more time than you've had He didn't need no more training. Did anyone catch what that woman said? Um, well, I think we're getting the gist of it. He didn't yeah. need no about... more training. He wasn't a new diver. She seemed to be some form of waitress and is making tea or something and asking whether we want to have dinner. Uh, yes, she's got an aggressive marketing strategy. This uh, <laughs> um, uh, Commander Niles looks rather taken aback, um, and the policeman uh, of the court goes and, and, and talks to her and has a few quiet words. Oh, no, no, goes to her. She eventually sits down in tears. Um, what one level is time? You mean Niles up at the? Oh, I went to a, a very sad wedding the other day. Even the cake was in tears. Oh my god. Okay. Anyway, let's uh <laughs> let's move on. Um Okay. Um Niles Genius Genius uh, Niles carries on. Um as I was about to say, um Petty Officer Jones was an experienced diver. Uh and he was uh, he was helping to train able able seaman Barber, um at which point the woman jumps up again. Um, he was a diver too. He didn't need no training neither. Um, she starts crying again. Uh, Constable, escort this woman from the court, please, says uh, Pilkington. Um, there was a, a routine dive that, where there was no warning of disaster, uh, and it went um, very, very smoothly up until the explosion. <laughs> it went very smoothly right <laughs> until everybody died. Up at one point. Uh, if, if that if that lady actually is being removed from the court, I think I'm, I think I might follow her out. Okay. Because I, I, uh, yeah. I mean, I don't suppose I'll get a lot out of her, but I don't think I'll get a lot in here either. So. Okay, you head out to the court. We will catch up with you in a second, Mister Hanrahan. Fair enough. Uh, 
Now, uh, I brought along a, uh, a few articles, said Niles, and he lifts a briefcase up onto the, the podium and opens it. Uh, here's a piece of uh, brass. Um, now, if you'll notice the edging here, um, you'll see that it is a piece of iron from a British mine of a type which was deployed in the area during the Great War to protect uh, the, uh, the dockyards there. Um, and so in view of this, the Admiralty has ordered a minesweeper to the area and it will check that no more mines are left. Uh, he looks at the coroner, who nods, uh, and he, he puts the, the piece of brass back in the briefcase and closes it. Uh, thank you, uh, thank you, Niles. Uh, uh, Lieutenant Niles, uh, sorry, um, Commander Niles. Are you a commander or a colonel? Commander. Um, thank you, Commander good. Niles. That'll be all. Um, now, I uh, I think it's quite clear what's going on here, and I will um, direct the ladies and gentlemen of the jury to return a verdict of death by misadventure uh, for Jones and Barber. Um, one of the jurors says, what about that um, that late? I, I think you'll find uh, uh, that poor woman is obviously uh, grief-stricken and doesn't isn't really in any fit state of mind. Uh, she was not part of the official coroner, and I would like to direct the jury to ignore her remarks. Okay, the, the jury retires to give their verdict. And meanwhile, Mr. Hanran, you head outside. The The woman is um, patted on by the back by the police officer. You get the impression he knows her, and he, he's not sort of roughhousing her. Mm-hmm. Is that a word, roughhousing? Not yet. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Is it appropriate in this situation? I think it is, actually, yeah. Okay, good. Well, he isn't doing that. Um, And uh, he heads back into the court, nods at you as he walks past, and the woman sort of looks a little dejected, looks up at the sky, puts her umbrella up. uh, That's the most civil interaction I've had with a policeman for years. (laughs) Perhaps because you're not breaking into somewhere or attempting to throw a brick in his face. Yeah, we all get old. Yeah, and you didn't stick a <laughs> chiv into his back as he walked past you. <laughs> what more do they want? I must be sickening for something. Um, okay, yeah, the, the, this is the 1920s. I can't exactly... I, I think I can sympathise to some extent. I mean, she's a widow, so obviously respectable for, from that, if nothing else. Um, so so I, I, I will just sort of mutter loudly in her direction and uh, didn't sound like they know what they were talking about. Um, she turns and looks at you. What was your appearance? Uh, yes. Well, for oh God, late night <laughs> oh God. and more. Oh God. No, <laughs> is it your appearance terrifying? <laughs> I, I think that's actually instead of a number, we just put terrifying in the box. Mid-century um, It could be worse. It could be three, but it isn't. It's okay, it's, it's slightly it's better than that. Um, <laughs> jumps, screams, and runs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it happens a lot. Um, but you, you were being sympathetic. Uh, this is where I need a Gert's reaction table. You see, yeah, I, I, I do have large amounts of persuade and fast talk and so on. Yeah, if let's you have with... a. It's more of a persuade because you're trying to slowly engage in conversation rather than to. That's fair enough. Um, yep, normal, normal success. Um, despite looking like something that's pa- 
pass through the digestive system of a whale. You do have a way with uh, you do have a way with words, and you manage to eventually talk around. Um, you get out of it. She's heading back to the station hotel, um, <coughs> which is where she's lodging at the minute, which is where she's staying. Um, and I'm presuming you offer to gallantly walk her back. Yeah. I mean, ob- ob- yeah, obviously I can't invite her for a drink or something because that would be far too forward and, and Good yeah. Lord. So, but so I'll, I'll, the convention, but yeah, but I don't, I don't want to get slapped in the face. I'm ugly enough already. Uh, so <laughs> it'll make a difference, eh? <laughs> it might fix things. It might go to <laughs> So uh, basically, I, I just take advantage of of, of the of the time where we're walking. Um, Basically, to sympathise and say it, it all sounds as if they've, they've decided what it was before they saw any of the evidence. And what, what about that bloke who looked like a rugby player? He didn't didn't seem to say anything at all. I don't even why the, know why they asked him. It was a fit. It's rotten the way they've treated him. Absolutely rotten. I mean, I've, I, I've on my own except for me dog. And you know, I've got terrible bladder trouble. Up in the night five times, if you believe me. And if I don't, oh, you should see the state of the mattress in the morning. And my dog's no better. <laughs> Now, you think you've got awful... blood of trouble then, poor lads? <laughs> <laughs> there's an awful lot of this business. Um, but so, eventually... so why are they trying to do it anyway? I mean, you, you, you're getting your pension, aren't you? Exactly, yeah. Well, it's a cover-up, that's why. It's a cover-up. I'll tell you why. It's because they, they've led men to their doom, and they know they've done wrong. They know they've done wrong, and I know they know they've done wrong, and they know that I know they've done wrong. But who knows that? Anyone? Well, what, what anyone knows it? I know it. Everyone knows it. Um, <laughs> well, I don't know because I haven't heard from him for a long time. Um, you see, he was away on leave, uh, not on leave. Leave from me, <laughs> you could say. <laughs> oh, perish the thought. Um, <laughs> help. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I hadn't heard from him for two months before this explosion. And last time he was home, didn't say anything. Even he though he was working on the base here? That face on him like he used to have, like when I made him kippers in the morning. He doesn't know how hard it is to make kippers with my bladder trouble. Do you think it's easy to get up and make kippers with my like trouble? She sounds like E from Rolling to an End. <laughs> he never said a thing. Never said a thing. Said it was secret. Secret. Like we're supposed to have secrets from each other. Those vows mean nothing to him. I ask you. Terrible, terrible. I mean, I ask you. I think he loved that dog more than me. Well, Not in do- that way. Is the dog all right, at least? Uh, <clears throat> no, he's pining. I tell you, he's pining. I, between my bladder trouble and his whining overnight, I barely get any sleep. Barely get any I sleep. And when I get up, there's no one to make breakfast for. I mean, who makes skippers for themselves? But I love kippers. That's the thing. Who makes them? No one. I used to, but I don't now. <laughs> it seems to be some sort of code. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I mean, I, I know I should be interrupting and asking something, but but I'm just fascinated. <laughs> well, how long Nick can keep this up? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> based on past experience, quite hours. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, we, we, we only love you, really. Thank you. Um, but he was. But they the said he wasn't experienced. They said <laughs> they were training him. That's done. rubbish. He's been a diver for, well, 10 years. Why would they be training him? What's he doing on a training ship? And, and Barber. 
Yeah, Barbara was his friend. And, you and met all, him five years ago. All Trained him five years ago. All they'd have to do is say, you know, on, on, on a secret mission, that would, everybody would accept that. But they didn't. They said they were training. What's that about? Mission from God. Training? They would have come round my house, clean the clean the house. He never did any bloody training in that, I'll tell you. Too busy walking his dog with his mate Tony. Anyway. Right. Is that is that uh, the other bloke who's had it? No, no. Tony, uh, oh, what was his surname? Hodgkiss, I think. Oh. Another diver. Right. Yeah. Never heard, well, I don't know what's happened to him. Um, but if you he remember, said, he was the third guy. He was the third name, you see. I shall, I shall interject there. <laughs> a ghostly <laughs> colonel appears next to you. Who was the third? <laughs> he was the third name, you man. Switch off your targeting computer, Mr. Hadrian. Um, really good, um, he was on, I mean, last I heard, he was on, oh, what was it called? Sir. Cellini. Cellini. Something like that. I thought he was a woman at first. I was mad. I was mad as hell. I spat my teeth out. I spat my teeth out. Do you leave that? <laughs> Nearly cracked on the floor. Well, dog he, picked him up. You know what the name is. Good like. dog. Lovely That's smile. Like that. a different dog. <laughs> <laughs> With less blood or trouble. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Cellini or so. I don't know what ship it was, but he mentioned his his commander was Niles. I suppose that makes sense because that guy, that chap's name was Niles. Anyway, hmm, anything useful from that, Hanrahan? I've got some ideas. <laughs> this, really? This carries, on, <laughs> this carries on for some time. Yeah, I mean, at, at some point we we will go get back to the hotel, and I will, I will of course. <laughs> And you will have to have to leave. Head, take your leave, brother. What a shame! Head into the bar, where obviously she won't follow. Uh, uh, yeah, she goes. Oh, thank you for walking me on. Anyway, oh, um, I'll, uh, do you make I'll a mistake? Go later. into the lounge. <laughs> well, no, Meanwhile, I'm, I'm, I'm a public barman. It's good enough for me. I didn't know you're barman as well. Uh, meanwhile. The back at the inquest, which is rapidly uh, wrapping up, the the foreman of the court uh, eventually stands up. Um, we uh, find the uh, the verdicts of death by misadventure and uh, overnight odds. Yes, uh, it's quite right, Tool. Hand me the black cap. I'll be needing that. It's it's that sort of. Um... I think they're already dead. Actually. <laughs> oh yes. yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, um, destruction oh, destruction of His Majesty's property. Uh, Niles and Williams get up and head uh, to the door uh, as soon as he said that. And um, people start climbing up. The uh, reporters gather to see, I told you, he says to Mr. Smith. Told you. Waste of time. Mm. As everyone slowly mm. files out of the court. Mm. I see. Interesting. Hmm. I finished my notes. Okay. <laughs> you are you're let out of the court. It's locked up. By the time you're outside, Niles and Williams have gone. The car has gone. And you are left to your own worrying devices. It might have been interesting to know where that car was going, but Well back to the saloon. I thought about yeah, that. Yeah, and we don't know through. where that is. 
Yeah, I thought about that halfway through, but we were then kind of stuck. Going yeah. Down. <laughs> So what's your, what's your plan, chaps? That's that's your information. Um, Hanrahan, you eventually managed to shake off this waffling old trout as she continues to whinge about a dog's bladder trouble or whatever it is. You weren't really listening for, for, for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, but there may have been some interesting information amongst that um, mine of... There may indeed. crap. Though not very much. So what have we got from this? It's obviously some sort of a cover-up, but he's an experienced diver, and his partner was a very experienced diver. All three of them were. Yeah, what happened to the other bloke? The other bloke was was alive, and he was taken. He was taken to the other base, which was this. But but people mentioned the word Celine to the doctor. Yeah. Oh, hello, we're going to walk about with, with uh, Jason again. Oh, hello. Yeah, Good sorry, Lord, while the printer makes noise. <laughs> ah, I thought I could hear a printer. Oh, we just assumed it was Nick reprinting out the gouge sheet again. Printer? I barely knew her. Um, right, the, uh, the court is closed up. It starts raining. John Hanrahan is in a public bar. I assume the rest of you will come back and join me there at some point because it's where we're staying as well. Yeah. Well, presumably it's only a couple of presumably it's only a couple of um, minutes walk from there back yeah. to the hotel anyway. Oh, because everywhere up north, tiny, you could stroll across it in two minutes. Yes, yeah. it is only a few. <laughs> right. Um... <coughs> So we're going to spend all the time trying not to get in a fight for upsetting a northerner. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to my school days. <laughs> Good morning. Good, is it? Yeah. <laughs> well, for some it is, perhaps. It's like a lardy down poster. Right. I, uh, I'm afraid to tell you, gents, when the floor is over to you at this point. Oh, no. That's trouble. <laughs> so, we need to find out where the Celine is. Yeah. We can't follow the car because it's gone. Um, no. Unless we're going to break into the um, vicar's yard or... or um, that diving support ship, which I think is fairly pointless. Well, the diving support ship the, is, is in the yard at the moment, isn't it? The Archimedes. Yeah, would would be moored there, I guess. What do you think the chances are of us being able to get an independent doctor to perform an autopsy? If we did some grave robbing, or am I going a little bit? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> well, presumably the funeral hasn't happened yet. You, you normally wait for after the inquest. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm guessing that. But I figured if we just go in and take the body, so we don't actually need any grave robbing. It's undertaker robbing, which, I is, see. which is much, but, much but, less physical work. 
Well, no, and it's also close to the shop, which is just a caution, I think. So, um, as opposed to being a capital crime, which I suspect grave robbing may be in the 1920s. Um, it's not far off, is it? They probably probably stop sending you to um, Australia for it. I'm, I'm pretty certain the Australians have reached the point where they say, no, please don't send us any more prisoners. Um, Uh, it seems a bit extreme, though. You could talk to Dr. Garden about that sort of thing. He would know the procedure a bit more. Well, of grave robbing. Not the grave robbing. Um, I mean, to be saying. fair, Doctor, I, I was reasonably relaxed that what Dr. Garden said was correct. Actually, what what I would like to do is is find a medic who can listen to that evidence that we heard being given, because it didn't sound completely right to me, but I know nothing about medicine. Well, this is the issue. You can't even remember many of the long words, to be honest, Mr. Hanrahan. Well, yeah, it, it got mixed up with the dream, but... Is there a stenographer <laughs> or anything? How is, how is there a, a report that we could perhaps... There will be a report published in, in a few days. It won't be straight out, yeah, but there will be a report published. To get hold of court records, I think the, you, it would take some time and some... Oh, They're public, but it, hmm. not just wandering and get them. Oh no, no, I know, I know it's not a particularly legal thing, but we have a very charming man who, if all else fails, is armed with dynamite. Um, <laughs> it's got to be a shortcut there somewhere. Uh, the, the, I mean, all those things would take a few days. The report will be out in a few days. I mean, the stenographer um, will go home and write his report out. When you were talking to your chaps in the um, in the public bar, Hanrahan, mm. um, did any of them mention a submarine? I don't believe the word came up at all, uh, nor from uh, Mrs. Barber. Mm. Diver, she, yes. Submarine, no. She mentioned the word... Um, I mean, I suppose... Um, is Mrs. Barber still staying in the, in the hotel? I assume so. Yeah, she is, as far as you know. Well, Carol could go and offer her condolences. She'll need to fortify herself a bit first. <laughs> uh, Carol will do so, but uh, I'm not NPCing two characters together. <laughs> in, in particularly two women, is that the... Uh... <laughs> Well, I would pass my own Bechtel test then, I suppose. If you were, I don't think it counts if a man does it. <laughs> hmm. So, would your exposition then be mansplaining? Could be. It's dangerous territory all round, really. Oh, I think so. <laughs> I think so. Oh, okay. Uh, Carol does go. Is there something you wanted to try and wheedle out of the? Um, well, basically. Battle? You know, has she ever heard of the Celine? Um, does she know where it's moored? Um, is she aware that it's a submarine? So, after half an hour, a weary Professor Perrin returns downstairs. Um, she has heard of the Celine, she knows that it was the ship that Jones was uh, assigned to. She doesn't know what kind of ship it was, and unfortunately she doesn't know where it was moored. And apart from her, his two colleagues uh, who were in the water, does she know of any other names? 
Well, the only other name she'd heard in connection was Niles, who was the. So she heard Niles was part of their group, if you would. Yes, he, he definitely mentioned him months or even years before this happened. Hmm. Did when the two gentlemen from the navy arrived? Yes. Did any did anybody recognise them in any way, shape, or form? In other words, are they known for the, known in this area? No, no, nobody around the court recognised them. No, so, only when they stood up to speak. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. Uh, so I'm just thinking, not so much from people knowing. Oh, Basically, hang on. Um, actually, would the policeman have known them, and would or would the any of the reporters have known them? Would be the um, obvious. That's an oh. interesting question. One of the reporters, um, uh, as you're quizzing about Niles afterwards, um, yeah, there was something happened in twenty six. I think it was. Um, something to do with the colliery up north. There was, um, well, there was, a, I didn't report it myself, it was one of my colleagues, but there was a some business with the colliery flooding. And I think he helped, he helped recover some of the bodies from the pit. I'm sure it was up St. B's way, I think. How far is that from here? It's so bees is a uh, a tidy way. Never been so far in all my life. Um, it's about twenty miles north on the coast. Mm. I, I don't remember the details, but I'm sure I remember. I, uh, I remember a photograph of him. Maybe I, I could look into it if you like. But there's, you're right. There's there's something what about is, what we need is somebody who's got the reach research skill. I feel. <laughs> Well, library use I can do. Well, library use, yeah. Uh, definitely took library use. Uh, 75. Research, not so much. Well, library use. Is there yeah, research? No, I think no. I think like Re- yeah, research, I think, is the GURPS one, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. Good Lord, we're not playing GURPS. Well, we um, could, I couldn't tell you any more about characters. <laughs> <laughs> Right, so. Is he okay? So I think that's probably worth investigating. Also, twenty miles. What time did the inquest was about ten o'clock, wasn't it? Yeah, it finished about eleven. It was a quick inquest. Yeah, so well within an easy car distance. Well, you know, if 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 the uh, I'm just trying to think where we could find this uh, Celine. You see. Um, even in the semi-twilight, what passes for daytime up this far north, um, you could probably make it there before the final darkness falls. Well, that sounds a bit terminal. Hmm. <laughs> but I'm just thinking, well, is it worth investigating, going, going to the newspaper and see if they've got uh, microfiche this time? Yeah. Uh, they might have in... London or in the British Museum. I don't think it's filtered up 
yeah. this way. Or but or, or at least back copies yes. um, of the uh, of the paper. Yes. Well they will have in the in the paper or in the local. I'm just library. thinking I'm just thinking either our writer or possibly even our journalist may want to actually go and um, do a bit of uh, digging on that sort of and see if we can actually yeah, get a copy. I, I, I could do that. I could, yeah, I'm not bad at the old library, yes. Okay. Uh, where are you? You're heading to the library, are you? Or to the, the papers of the uh, uh, the officers of the Barrow in Furnace Bugle? You might get... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I could not just make that up before you ask. Um, I mean, is there anybody else we think we could ask where a um, there may be a, na- a, a, a navy shipyard dock thing further up the coast. Well, I mean, the person probably most likely to know would be Doctor Doctor Garden, and well, he. Doctor, well, we've already had, I've already had that conversation with Doctor Garden, and unless you concerned. can think of someone else, um. That he was the person. Well, who who was the? Sorry, I've, I've lost track of the names. Who who was the guy who started giving evidence just as I was falling asleep? Um, who <laughs> the, the rugby player who didn't actually seem to say anything terribly substantive? Oh, he, he, was the, he was the other. He was the other one in the in the who, who was the navy man. Oh, sorry, they've they've gone anyway. They've they've. One well, uh, thing that just does strike me is that I mean Barrow isn't a huge place even at this point where it's it's quite busy with things. Um, I suspect we're going to be noticed that we're asking about on this sort of stuff. On the other hand, if if we just go up and uh, say, well, have have there been any, you know, sort of reasonably clean-cut young men buying food, you know, hot dinners for several hundred, they will be, they will have been noticeable. Yes, yes, that's true. I'm more concerned about us getting a visit in the night from people who might want to keep. Uh, Something secret, something that either. Well, if that happens, we know we're on the, men, know we're on the right track. Well, I have my. Uh... <laughs> I knew it! Slit. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> I suppose that is a, that is a point, uh, Mr. Hanrahan. Um, a potentially fatal one, however. <laughs> I mean, I'm all for a bit of excitement, but I'm a relatively noticeable figure myself, and no offence, so are you. I mean, you're quite noticeable from a distance, primarily not not voluntarily. Well, I mean, you know, I've had the tribes going after me for years. I have no qualms about uh, some. uh, uh, some of these bally people appear. So... I don't know. It just strikes me that it, it seems likely that the coroner's report was compromised. Yes. Now that means that there is something going on behind the scenes, something that people are prepared to take at quite a risk in order to cover up. The coroner works for Vickers. Vickers were involved in the boat in in in, investi- in the investigation, weren't they? He works for all manner of clergymen, um, but he has ties to Vickers. He doesn't necessarily work for them. 
So he's tied in Vickers. Um, I now have a clerical bondage scene going around my head. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm dreadfully sorry. I, I don't. Back up for that. But do please carry on and um, yeah, possibly clean it. I can't imagine why John suddenly decided to go it's at that point. It just seemed like the ideal point to bail. Um, <laughs> but no, I do, I do have to go, I'm afraid, because I'm yeah. working late tomorrow. Uh, well, thank you so much, Nick. Terrific. Do carry on and let me know what happens. Good night, all. Cool. Bye, Mike. See you. Bye. So. So there, there, there is go to St. Bees and look around and uh, wait, wait, for, wait for them to break down our door and then blow them up. Anybody have a better plan? <laughs> well, um, I, I'm this, kind this of thinking... This like all of Mr. Hanrahan's plans. <laughs> well, fair, no, it, it, it involves waiting and then blowing them up. I am right, thinking yeah, that there, right. isn't real, there isn't really any, obviously, anywhere else. Is there anywhere? Okay, so what's um, St. Bees like as a... Um, um, well, uh, if you Fishing. ask around, uh, it's actually, it's not really a port, it's a seaside resort. Um, there's a beach that, where people go for bathing, there's a pub, a few boarding houses, a tea shop, church, a railway station, a little police station, and some farms. Um, it's surrounded by cliffs, big high 300 foot cliffs. Mm. Especially since so, so they started not, quarrying all the sandstone out. Um, it's certainly not a port. Uh, in well, yeah, I mean, no ship docks there apart from the odd rowboat, fishing boat. Mm. But this would. Mm. We need to. Is there anywhere? There's there's nowhere further up, up the coast that the doctor was aware of. But could even work as a um, as a, as a naval shipyard, is that? Well, not as a naval shipyard. No, Whitehaven is further up, but it's less, much less industrial than Barrow. How far is Whitehaven? About another five miles up the coast from St. Bees. Um, it Mr. seems to me yeah. we could we could put lookouts on the road where the lorry is going, rather than following it. Uh, Mr. Smith, you were investigating back copies of the newspaper, weren't you? I believe. What were you looking for? And where were you doing it? About that accident, wasn't it? The mining. The mining uh, mine. Sorry, yeah, using the long, have a library long use role. Um, you can find back copies either in the library or the newspaper offices. Excellent. I roll up my sleeves. Get looking through the old old editions. Zero seven. Wow. What's your mm. library? That's a, certainly a success. 50. Okay. You find a, a few reports about the flooding of the Grimsdale and Martin Colliery, which is a, a old closed colliery uh, between St. Beans and Whitehaven. Um, there okay. was in 1926... Um, Um, let me just have a quick uh, double check. The, the mine basically closed down after the explosion, um, and a number of the miners were killed. Um, and the, as, as luck would have it, there were a few 
there was a naval ship nearby and uh, some of the officers assisted in rescuing or at least recovering Did it because name it was too late to rescue them as it uh, no, but there is a newspaper cut here. There is a, a photo um, oh, yes. as part of the story, and you can clearly see Commander Niles uh, under there, and it's just captioned, one of the brave Navy divers who recovered bodies from the pit. Oh, um, excellent. It, the pit itself apparently stretched out two miles under sea, and it closed because after the after the roof fall, it was just almost impossible to reopen it. Um, and it's been closed ever since, really. But it, it wasn't. It, it was already a sort of uh, a mine that was dying to some extent. It, it was not a, a profitable mine. Mm. Okay. Okay. That's good. That's good. So Niles was there. Mm. He well, was certainly knew... there in 1926. Mm. Wonder what, um, the, wonder what ship it was. The story suggests that... Um, uh, is, is he in uniform? The, oh, no, he'd be in diving kit in the photo, wouldn't he? He is dressed in... Uh, he's dressed uh, in a one of those things that wrap around your neck. Ah. <laughs> of course. Um, yeah, but if he were actually in uniform, then, then, he's then wearing his, ship's, a woolly jumper. his ship's name would be on the cap. Oh. He's not in uniform. He's in right. civvy. Hmm. Okay, okay. Is there anything else I can find? Uh, there's a few follow-up stories, um, but basically that the colliery has been closed since then. There's a few stories about hardships. Um, it's not really mentioned after that, to be honest. Um, so, bearing in mind you... what bearing in mind what we kind of do for our hobby, or for some of us our living. Um, yes. Are there any um, strange stories about that area? Strange stories. Um, <laughs> never think about that. Um, how are you investigating? Are there any strange? You mean in the newspapers? Yeah, I mean I'm basically poke, I'm, I'm, I'm poking um, John Smith with my uh, cane and saying, "Have a look and see." I say, carry on. No, no, no. I'm, I, I, I have men to do things, you see. Come on. Uh, let's have another library use role, Mr. Smith. I'm glad Obi-Wan didn't talk like that. Come on, <laughs> put the computer away. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, 77, not so good. That, 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 that cane is disturbing me. Now, just one it good shot, and they all go to... over tea. It seems to be basically not mentioned again, the colliery. No, it's no. very rare mentions about... So, no, is, no so is the colliery in some sort of village, or is it just on its own? sort? Of it's between Whitehaven and St Bees. Hmm. Closer to St Bees. Okay. I would like to do probably two things. Uh, one, one is to go out and get an ordnance survey map of the area. They, they do this 25 inches of the mile. At this okay. Okay. Uh, so basically, the colliery and immediate surrounding area. Yes. And um, you can do that. Try try to get the lie of the land. You know, if we, if we need to get towards it, is there just the one road? Could we go over land from somewhere else? That sort of thing. So it, look, when you're mm. looking studying the survey map, there is a road. Um, 
or you could well you could, of course travel across country there's no major geographic features that would prevent you getting to it um as far as by sea if you were so minded there is a beach there uh it mm. looks like it's a, a tidal beach it shows you that on ordnance survey maps doesn't it anyway i've told you now so it it is. a tidal idea. beach um and it looks like there's uh, lots of those little lines are very close together on the either side of the beach. So it looks like they are pretty steep cliffs to then get up to the colliery. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, that, that uh, might have yeah. some beans or some bees. What about beans? Ah, found it. It's Saint Bees. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I said, Saint Bees. Well, I don't know. Yeah. That's okay. what they say up north, the bees. Yeah. What's up with that? Yeah, that's good. Okay, so it's right by the coast. Good, good. Right on the coast, yes. Mm. Just occurs to me, I mean, have we, in our previous encounters with the supernatural, Yes. Would we have encountered anything like, I mean, deep ones or anything like that? Why don't you make a Cthulhu Mythos roll and tell me? Ah, oh, because I only have a seven in it. That's why. <laughs> well, that's, that's why you're still sane and not a gibbering idiot. Well, uh, speak for excuse, yourself. Excuse me. <laughs> no, I rolled 26, which is very good, but no cigar. Yeah. You've heard of deep ones, but never encountered such a being. It seems, yeah, it does seem to me that if if we try to go in over land, then we have a bigger risk of getting shot than if we wreck ourselves well, in the rowing boat on the beach. Com- conversely, <laughs> higher risk of drowning the other way round. Is, is, is there a boat skill? Ah, uh, I suppose navigate might be the closest to. Boating, but we're doomed. Uh, Isn't it drive <laughs> drive boat? There would be a drive boat skill, wouldn't there? Anyone good at or pilot boat would be the correct skill. Has anyone got so. pilot boat? No, no. Let's not do that then. No, because I'm a because I'm a colonel. I'm not a captain. Look, there's five of you. It it defaults to one percent. Where I'm looking, that's at least a one in twenty chance. <laughs> So hang on, how far are we proposing to row along? <laughs> I'm not. No, we're, I'm not proposing to row at all. I'm, you know, you know this the, the, this thing called this this large wet area. I want to stay away from that. And basically, really... if you the closest thing would be St. Bees, and actually the colliery is not far around St. Bees Head. Ah, so haven't I actually haven't we rented the car that fits us? Yes. With? And aren't I quite? Aren't I good at driving? Should we do that? Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh. oh, are you sure you, really you don't want to buy a flimsy fishing boat? Who's yes. who's got climbing? We can climb up the cliffside. Well, no, we've, we've really. all got forty percent at least in climbing. Oh, I'm well, there you go. I'm a bit better than that. Worryingly so, actually, for for. For a curl of my stature. <laughs> you were saying. Your skill list, though, yeah. So Probably hang on, though. What, 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 
boys are actual. So something happened there years ago. We've yeah. got. We're going to drive up there, have a look at the now disused okay. mine, and sort of. If it's now disused, then, then we then we right, do okay. something else. Okay, so <laughs> there is a, somewhere there is some form of ship that we think is a submarine called the Selene. Yeah. Okay. There. This is the most northerly of the Navy's normal um, dockyards and bits of pieces, which, which is actually the Vickers Yard. However, the Selene is somewhere to the north of here. At the moment, the only clue, and I use the word clue in very inverted commas, <laughs> um, is that the... Um, Niles, Commander Niles, um, who we think is possibly also on board the Selene, was on board a ship in the area of St. Bees. Yes. And why well, is that I'm <laughs> Two years ago. <laughs> well, What's the relevance of it? Um, well, it, was a, it may be nothing. It's, it's, it's a bit of a coincidence, doesn't it? That he had he, to be. He was a diver then. He's a diver now. Um, if the colliery also... is still completely disused and abandoned, and so on, then that's fine. We just come back yes, and look was, for something else. This is, yeah, this is my thought because my thought is is that were you say to be, I don't know, wearing, I don't know, diving gear. It would be a nice way to get in and out of the country without anybody sitting in and out in and out of the thing, without anybody spotting you. Hmm. Uh-huh. Okay. Now I'm not really thinking much past that. <laughs> <laughs> and to be fair, that's that, that's about as far as the colonel tends to think anyway. But um, I am thinking that the colonel is definitely thinking that that this colliery is worth a, a, a second look, mate, or, or a look at the very least. Or even a first, first look. look. A first okay. look. Okay, yeah. that sounds okay. Let's let's do it. That's my vote. Yeah, I think it's worth a go. Yeah, affirmative action. Not that that kind. Um, okay. However, I mean, you're welcome to drive we need, north. We do need to. If, could we ask the manager or the uh, hotel to take messages for us, and basically we could potentially phone back? Well, if we just keep oh, our, uh, if we just keep our rooms here, that should be fine. Well, yes, Very that's what I'm thinking. Well, not I don't, uh, north of here. North. We wear the moon lights. <laughs> don't get on the moors. Oh, into the lakes, I hear it's very pretty. Oh, ah, it is. Very pretty. Very pretty. What's the time? I I don't know why it sounded sarcastic. What's the time, by the way? Uh, What, in real life or in the game? In the game. In the game? In real life, I can see it's it's, it's, uh, 21.47. It's uh, about... After the delving into the newspaper archives and the uh, the attempt to pump uh, Mrs. Jones, it's, it's probably about three o'clock in the afternoon. Can, can I just say, and I mean this most sincerely, neither Hanrahan nor Perrin 
attempt to pump Mrs. Jones. <laughs> I think it would be a, a work for a better man than I. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, you could get there before darkness. We we decided it was late summer. Mm-hmm. I think or, last session. So it could be light until about eight o'clock, nine o'clock. Or as far as the colonel's concerned, we could basically have afternoon tea here and, um, you know, have a nice eat, nice meal. Uh, have a nice, have a nice uh, night, and get up in the morning. Okay, you may do that. Is anyone doing anything for the rest of the day? If that's your plan, um, don't think so. Uh, definitely oh. Tiffin. Oh yeah. Okay, yeah. not Tiffin like in Carry On Up the Kyber. I hope. Um, well, I think okay. probably. The night passes rather jolly, possibly your last night on Earth. Oh, it might it might not be. I mean, you don't know. Um, and the day dawns of the next ominous, possibly final day. Um, <laughs> I'm just all? saying. I mean, it could happen any day, couldn't it? You've got to be aware of it. Yeah. And you may travel north if you like. To Well, you can do what you like. But yep, take, uh, take your plan was... Do we need to make some sandwiches the for the way? Oh, yeah, no, no, no. Make? We I have don't. a hotel to do that for us. <laughs> we we shall take a hamper. Good God, man. Are you do mad? Do I like Portnum and Masons? Um, he well, will, I say? For a modest you know, fee, for... he will make you a packed lunch. Yes. I mean, um, having I... a hamper made up from, from... Especially for a railway hotel, I would have thought it's um, mm. a standard thing. Now let's have. Now you've got an ordnance survey, Matt. Let's have a double and, navigate roll from anyone who wants to. And we have a road atlas. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I'll yeah, give you <laughs> for a road atlas. <laughs> let's see if you can find the cutlery. I'll make the second one, not the first. So what are we doing? Uh, you navigate. can have navigate plus thirty percent. Oh right. Navigate. Oh, oh well. I think we can get to some bees, though, because it's just up the coast. Oh, you can yeah. definitely get to some bees. It's okay. locating the common. So yeah. if you want to go to some bees, there's no rules required. Okay. Well, so, I think so... we will leave the car there and go over land after that. Do we? Okay. Well, I don't know. I was, I, I was just thinking... I'm quite, we... I, was, I was rather keen on just driving there, you know. I, I, I mean... Well, if we, if we can, sure. You know, the old war, the old wound doesn't, uh, doesn't if... like too much walking. After all, if it is abandoned, then we might as well just drive there and drive back. It's true. Well, that's my point. You've got a womb. Wound. Uh, <laughs> that makes Injury. more sense. Um... Injury, you strange, <laughs> strange man. <laughs> I wondered if this was a strange time to make you quite d- a confession like that. You did say we're experienced <laughs> investigators. I'm not the better. <laughs> it's just what you've experienced that's the, the worry. Um so you're driving, attempting to drive straight to the colliery. Yeah. Are you? Or yeah. are you going to St. Bees? Yeah. I, I got, I got okay, a 08 right. on the navigation. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I've got a 37. The, the track that heads past St. Bees and on towards the colliery. Okay. Um, so you're approaching from the south. Um, and you note, as you sort of approach it, you see there's a large sort of slag heap uh, right on the cliff edge so there's a, a, this cliff edge comes up over the over, up from the sea then a, a few hundred meters in there's a big slag heap with um, some 
construction on it. And then to the side of that, there's a large wire fence, which you're currently driving past with some buildings within it. There's another great big coal heap on your left and some sort of mm-hmm. overhead conveyor belts uh, as you drive past. Um, there's huge, you can see massive, huge steam hammers and crushers uh, in the coal processing plant behind. Um, and the... Are they working? It really, all of these things? It doesn't really need us. No, no, they're all broken down and rusting. Um, that behind the slag heap that you're driving past, or the coal heap, really, it's not slag. That's the big, the big heap behind the colliery on the cliff edge is a big heap of slag, and then there's sort of a coal heap to your left. Um, there's this fence that's surrounding the site that you're currently driving past. It's new. I mean, you don't need to spot it. It's not a rusted old fence like the rest of the place. It's it's a new. Uh, yeah, mm. definitely new. Uh, there is a railway uh, track that leads up to the uh, leads up to the colliery. Um, follow it, sort of following alongside your road, but where the where the train would enter the site, the fence has been built across that. There's no way for a train to get across there now. Crack starting to get a bit rusty. Uh, what? Sorry, what? Is the track starting to get a bit rusty? Because if nothing's running over it, yeah, well, there's there's grass and, and foliage climbing out of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Rust on the yes, exactly. on the top of the uh, on, rails. on the rails. Yeah, there's nothing knocking the rust off anymore. It's it's definitely doesn't look like any train has passed this way for some time. Um, and as you approach sort of the front gate there is a, a little hut and there is a a man standing there uh, with his arms folded he's got a rifle slung over his back cool. oh, so. oh. and is he wearing a jumper you approach is he wearing he's a jumper wearing, he's, he's, he's not wearing any kind of uniform he's just wearing a yeah a jumper and He's wearing a jumper with a high neck. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't a uniform. It's just very cold. But he's watching you approach. Okay. Better drive off, haven't we? Do, does the road go anywhere else? It carries on past the, the colliery. I'll keep going then. The man adopts a sort of a slightly tense posture. As you as you get closer, and then you just drive past, and he he relaxes and watches you drive past. Mm. Um, let's have some spot hidden rolls as you drive further. Mm. Not so good at this. Uh, missed no. by a point. Oh god, no! <clears throat> I've got a skill of thirty, and I rolled eighty-eight. Okay. Uh, I got made by one. Okay, you notice. Um, as you're driving past, he's not the only guard. There's movement behind him. They're obviously, they're not like cowering behind anything. They're not, they're not jumped down on the floor and hiding, but they, they're staying out of sight. But you, you can see that there's another, there's another and few people there. Are they wearing polo necks? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want everyone to fixate on the polo neck. It's to hide no. their gills. <laughs> Two of them are. <laughs> 
Okay, I mentioned um, it to the others. Uh, hmm. But I think, Colonel, you would recognise, although this guy's in civvies... He's got military bearing. Yeah, exactly. He's, he's not just some guy stood there. It's definitely a sentry that's been posted on the outside or something. He's, he's not just hmm. a, tra- a tramp with a rifle, as you may have otherwise hitherto <laughs> assumed. <laughs> um, yeah. I wonder if he's one of these Navy chaps. Hmm. It wouldn't be protected if there was nothing there. Well, <laughs> I think we may have actually found what, at least part of where we need to need to head to. Hmm. Oh, Who knows? We may wonder have to if... find out next time. Yeah, it's, wonder... it's... Yeah, coming up to the table. I wonder whether the Selene is not too far off from here. Mm. Could it be? I can see us clambering over a fence shortly and hoping we don't well, no. get spotted. No, I can, no, <laughs> I can... He's got a brief, terrifying vision of his future. Perhaps the most terrifying thing about it is how brief it is. Yeah. <laughs> so, I can see, so I can see us driving a little bit further along, trying to get back onto the main road, coming back to going back to some beads and actually going to a, a pub and starting to ask people about things. Yeah, I think that's probably the oh. thing to do next. Yes, but quite, quite keen on alcohol, actually. and um, you know, um, we, 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 well, I mean, or, or we could. I mean, what's the weather like at the moment? Rainy, oh. not a torrential, just spotty. Okay, so we couldn't we couldn't drop the blanket down. And... No, I should use Roger's weather dice actually. Oh, I got it here. Uh... You're very welcome to roll it, and we'll tell you what. The Heavy rain. Is. <laughs> uh, the rain, as you start to look at it, uh, the rain suddenly gets heavier. And... Yeah, okay. So, we, so, so I feel oh getting God. the picnic blanket out is probably not going to be a, an appropriate. You uh, could just action. brazen it out in the British manner. Yeah, yeah, We've we're... said we're going to have a picnic. We're going to bloody well have a picnic. <laughs> oh dear. And the okay. rain keeps the ants down. Good. Okay, I think get so, some, back to some bees is better, isn't it? Really, than, yeah. than climbing over we can a go fence back in on, rain. We can go back onto the main road. I, don't, I would like not to go past the colliery again. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just imagine way- you constantly <laughs> driving back. <laughs> Whistling. <laughs> well, good. You've now got uh, potentially a whole week, or no, it's probably three weeks to, uh, to plan what you do next. What, what is this Remember plan of which you speak? what happened last. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, good luck um, with that. Uh, but at least no, uh, really good you did actually make some progress, which I was astonished about. Yeah. Um, well, <laughs> we, we, we were presented with a single clue, dithered for ages about whether to follow it or not. <laughs> <laughs> there were, believe it or not, there were lots of other ways. You could indeed have followed the car. Um, which is, which, which, which is what we would... Which we... we, we yeah, I mean, the main plan, which we really should have followed, was just wait for the bloody lorry to come up here. That's the other way um, of finding out where to go. But yeah. I thought you, you you came up with a novel approach. <laughs> yeah, the two years ago something happened. Somebody happened to be in the picture. Good <laughs> place to go. Yeah, yeah. I don't think they're expecting you to find it that way, but it worked. Um, right there we are. 
let's leave it at that and we will return when we return <laughs> all right bye yeah. everyone See you cheers bye. bye cheers bye good night